Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Through the Waves podcast. I am your host, Amelia May. I'm so excited to be recording. I say that before every episode, but I really am. And a lot has changed since I last spoke to you guys. The last time I recorded was with my mom. So that was a really long time ago. The episodes aren't going to be in order for this season. So if it doesn't make sense why they're kind of out of order, that's the reason why. I'm just placing them intuitively depending on like how I want them to go. But there is lots to talk about this episode. Honestly, I'm just in a really talkative mood. So I may literally just blah, 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 blah on. But also that's the point of this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy hearing my voice as much as you do because I love talking to you guys and I really am just, I can't say enough how much love I have for this community and for this podcast and it means the world to me. So thank you guys always so much for listening and I love you always. Today's episode is all about learning how to set boundaries and I am still learning how to set boundaries within my relationship. It's something that I've never really been good at doing and so I think this episode's gonna be super fun and super vulnerable and also I hope you guys learn tips from it because... I know that this is something I've struggled a lot with in my life and I want to be able to help, you know, the tools that I use on a regular basis help you guys and also if you're watching on video, which I hope you are, if you're not, you can always watch this as like a video podcast on Spotify videos. Well, it's actually Spotify. Just type in, go to Spotify and type in Through the Waves podcast and the video aspect will play typically unless you're driving Then I think it's like car ply but i'm drinking out of my i love you always mugs so these are going to be available so soon and i'm hosting a self-love workshop in delaware my first ever one for the summer and these will be available there so i'm so excited and i've been drinking my coffee out of this mug for the past two weeks i'm actually gonna do a coffee sip so one second but you guys know before every episode before i hop into the knit and grit of the episodes, I like to talk about Waves of the Week. And if you're new here, Waves of the Week is just a segment that I like to like kind of touch on a couple things that happened this week that way I can catch you guys up. And I know if you follow me on Instagram, there's a lot more happening there, but I feel like there's so much more that I say on the podcast that I don't share on Instagram because sometimes I feel like Instagram is just for like looks and aesthetics. And I feel like the podcast is like actually getting to sit down and like talk and just be more me, unfiltered, without just photos. It's like everything. So it's all the happy smiles, the tears, the laughs, and everything in between. So I really love filming and I love recording and it means the world to me. So first wave of the week. I actually just ran and grabbed my first wave of the week because I feel like I need to share this with you guys. I think everyone needs to know about this product. I am currently, I'm going to put it right here. So throughout the episode, if you guys ever want to look at how cute the packaging is, it's going to be right here for you. But I'm currently beyond obsessed with my Stella pillowcase. A couple months ago, I was on the hunt to find like the perfect, most perfect silk pillowcase because I have sensitive skin. I've shared that. And I've been like on a really big skin journey and my skin has never cleared up more than it has within the past couple months. I've never felt more confident, more beautiful, more me, like more authentic in my skin. And I was on the hunt to find a Stilo pillow or a silk pillowcase. And I stumbled across Stilo on Amazon and became obsessed. I bought my first Stilo pillowcase and then I reached out to Stilo to work together because 
I love working with companies that I genuinely love more than anything and love to use their product every day. So I'm obsessed with my Silo pillowcase. I'm going to link the I'm going to link the Amazon link to where you can buy your own and if you want a discount code. Clearly None of this is planned, so this is really like raw and authentic, but because I love my Silo pillowcase so much and I use them, I recently was in Miami for Miami Swim Week and Taylor, my assistant, brought her Silo pillowcase. My mom's obsessed with hers. All of my best friends have their own. Literally, this is like a necessity in my wellness routines and I think everyone needs their own. And if you wanna get 20% off of your own purchase, use the discount code MUAMA. Check out for 20% off your first Silo pillowcase. And I'm honestly, like I know this sounds probably like really preachy preachy, but I love this product more than I can explain. I feel like it's changed like a lot of my hair texture and my skin. I have recently started washing my hair like once a week or twice a week and I noticed that I can do that sleeping on the silk pillowcases because it's super gentle and doesn't like frizz my hair up and then with my skin I ever since buying it actually became obsessed with the way that my skin feels when I wake up in the morning you know when you do your skincare and you put your moisturizer on and then you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning and your skin's kind of dry I have always noticed that and I always just thought that was typical but after using my Silo pillowcase I wake up and my skin's super hydrated super bouncy super nourished and I'm just obsessed so I'm gonna leave this here if you guys want to see how cute the packaging is I can't say enough good things. I love their team. I love their motto. I love everything about it. And they actually, I'm so beyond grateful because Scylla was actually my partner for my picnic. I recently hosted a Through the Wave season two picnic with all of my friends. And it was kind of a crazy day. It got rained out as it's kind of about to start raining right now. The weather was literally like a hurricane um, it was like monsooning, monsoon, is that the right word? Yeah, monsooning. It was pouring rain, it was super windy, we were on the beach, and each of the attendees of my picnic got their own Silo pillowcase, so all of my friends cannot rave enough about these as well. And yeah, so okay, that was way longer than it should have been, but I'm just obsessed, and I hope you guys love them just as much as I do. And then also another wave would be swim week, <laughs> was a blast. I can't say enough how much fun we had. I recently also have a new assistant. Her name is Taylor. She's from Delaware. If you guys are following along with the vlogs that I posted every single day, you would have seen her a ton, but we had so much fun. We stayed at the most incredible hotel I've ever stayed at in my life. I think it was by far the coolest hotel I've ever been to. It didn't feel like we were in Miami. It was like completely like the landscape of it, it was so beautiful. There was so much greenery. It felt like we were in almost like Hawaii and like the staff was incredible. Everyone working there was just so happy. And you know when you go places and people are just happy to be where they're working, it literally, nothing makes you feel better because you know that like the staff is being taken care of, they're being treated right and everything in between. So that was really cool. Last year I went to swim week, but honestly, I feel like I technically didn't go to swim week. I kind of like snuck into swim week because I didn't really know how swim week actually worked. And this time I got invited. I went with the Miami Design District, which was so fun. And I'm so beyond grateful to have just been there. It was really cool to see. I've never really done something like that. It was cool to see like all of the designers newest looks and the pieces that they're putting out for the summer season. And literally like in bed every night I was scrolling through the designers and I was like, 
after seeing all the pieces like in person being worn I was like yes I need that I need that I need that I need that and it was just so much fun and then Taylor and I were like bouncing around as you guys saw we did so many outfit changes and I think all the chaos from the week was just so much fun and so exciting it kind of reminded me of a music festival like you know how every single day you wear a different outfit you see like a bunch of different shows it was like the like I guess like influencer content creator-esque of like a music festival it was so much fun and it was really cool to experience Miami in Coconut Grove because every time I've been in Miami it's either been in South Beach or it's been around like I want to say Brickell I think like the city area so it was cool to see Coconut Grove and I honestly had a perspective change and I was thinking like if I ever do move to Miami because I get asked that a lot because I go back and forth all the time, that I think the only place I would really wanna live is Coconut Grove. And I know that it's far from the beach, but I just love like, I love the architecture of the houses and I love kind of how small townish it is, but it's only 20 minutes from Miami. It kind of reminds me of how, where I am in Florida, like, I am kind of not in the center of like any cities, but I'm like 10 to 15 minutes away from all of the close cities. Like I don't technically live in West Palm, but I'm like 15 minutes from West Palm. I'm 15 minutes from Boca. I'm 30 minutes from Fort Lauderdale and then I'm like an hour from Miami. But I honestly like that it was kind of central and there wasn't too much chaos going on. So those are my waves of the week. I created an Instagram. If you're if you're not following that, you should. If you want to stay up to date with any episode infos, or I do like a lot of polls and what you guys want to see. So go follow at Through the Waves Podcast. Okay, so the first thing I want to like touch on with setting boundaries is that it's okay to normalize growing out of friendships or growing out of relationships, and I feel like that's not talked enough about because it is so normal and I think social media has created this like idea that if you have friends that you should continue to be friends with those people for the rest of your life and that's honestly just not the truth I think in life we are always kind of shown what we need to see and you know who is meant to be in our lives in a certain period of time and I have had so many fallouts with friends and I used to think to myself and my like family would say to me they would get like kind of weirded out and they would be like why like why you why do you keep having these like fallouts with your friends and I think honestly it's just that like we are not aligning and I think the more that you force something to align the worse that it gets and I feel like you guys know this I'm so like everyone's on their own path everyone's doing their own thing but if you don't feel like your friends are serving you anymore then that's okay and that's not anything to be shamed about and I feel like nowadays within our culture it's such like a faux pod if you don't have the friends that you had in kindergarten or you know you're friends with this person for like a short amount of time and you're no longer and they're not a part of your life and let's normalize that because I feel like it's not said enough where that's like in our 20s that is the time when most of us are trying to figure out who we are in this world and it's hard to figure out who you are when you're not aligning with the people who you want to surround yourself with and I think growing up and I don't know if it's because like life has always kind of like taken me out of friendships that I don't that I don't need to be a part of or like I've just had so many learning lessons to where, you know, like I know the kind of people I want in my life now. And I, growing up, I couldn't say that. And I couldn't even say that in college. I think in college, and it's so weird because I know there's so many people who have the same friend group from when they go into college till the end, but that wasn't how it was for me. Every new year, I was adapting to 
different friend groups. I was connecting with other people and it just depended on where I felt in my life. And I think that's something that needs to be more regulated because I also don't think you should be shamed for losing friendships. And I think time heals all for every single relationship. And I think if you are not aligning with people that you once were, that that is normal and it needs to be accepted more. I also think that life puts us in each other's paths when we're supposed to be. And if you met this person, you had a great connection with them and it was great for a couple months, couple years, however like long you would say, and then you guys fell out of touch and you decided to part separate ways, that's just a part of life. And I think something to remember is that you can hold on to those memories and you can think about all the fun times, but you don't have to resent those people. And I think when you're able to forgive and let go, it opens your heart up to be happier and to kind of hold space and hold place for those core memories or those core laughs or those core smiles. Like I've talked about this. I think I talked about this in my wellness training part two, but I had a huge friend group my junior year and I still can send love to those girls and not talk to them on a regular basis. Like I'm not really sure what they're doing in their day-to-day -day life and I'm sure they feel the same way about me, but it doesn't mean I don't have a special place in my heart for them. And I think if any of those people, like if anyone I've ever been friends with in the past were to call me up and they were like, hey, Amelia, like I need your help or I just need someone to talk to, I would absolutely be there in a heartbeat just because those people will always hold a special place in my heart but it doesn't mean that we need to be surrounded by each other 24 7 anymore and I, I think it's so great when you're able to give time and space from like whatever you need to heal from you can look back and feel happy about those times I think so many times about like when I was like in college and like the drunken nights that we just were on the floor like laughing, crying because those are some of my core memories from college, but I don't need to hold on to them and I don't need to wish anyone bad luck. I, I think it's great. It's almost like the way that I like to think about ending relationships or like ending friendships is almost like a scrapbook in my heart. And I know this probably sounds so weird, but imagine if you have a scrapbook, right? And when you like look at all your memories in the past through photos, you're able to go back to those exact moments and you're able to remember them for what they were. So like if it's a photo of like my friends and I laughing, but I'm no longer friends with them, I'm able to look back at those moments and have so much love for that time in my life. But I don't have to have any resentment and I don't have to have any anger for the way that things didn't work out because it wasn't meant to be. My favorite angel number is 222. I actually, I have it tattooed on the back of my elbow, below my elbow. And 222 means that you are exactly where you're meant to be in this current time, in this current place. And honestly, I think I got this tattoo on a whim. I think it was after like a boy and I were like dating for like a couple months and I was sad and heartbroken. And this was like the phase where I was getting all of these like random tattoos, but honestly, I'm able to look back now and love them. Also, I was at a party for a swim week and we ran into my friend's friend who was telling me that she's getting a tattoo removed, that it was the worst experience of her life, that she doesn't think she can go through with it. And honestly, it scared the shit out of me because I kind of realized to myself, like, I have so many little tattoos, like, I don't know if I'm gonna wanna have these when I get old. So that's something I'm figuring out right now. <laughs> so I've always had this rule though, that I will never get a tattoo unless I've thought about it for more than a year. And then after a year, if I really want it, then I'll get it. But honestly, that kind of didn't, that didn't happen with these ones. I just kind of impulsively got them. But 222 represents that 
you are exactly where you're meant to be and you are on your correct timing. And that's something that I like to put in my frame of mind because I think in life and just in general, like I've always compared myself and my life and my progress and my success to other people's. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. And I think instead of doing that, realizing that everyone is on their own race. Okay, you know the game that you play at the, <laughs> at like the fairs or like the boardwalks where it's like the horse racing and you have to like skim the ball into like the holes and then like depending on like which one you go faster on. Think about how much simpler life would be if we all just thought about each other's success and each other's wins and each other's happiness as horses on their race because then that way like it would be a good comparison to kind of realize that everyone's on their own timeline and no one's timeline's the same and everyone's life ebbs and flows based on like the way that they're supposed to and so yeah two 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 that's a reminder that you're always exactly where you need to be and I think something that connects that with boundaries is I've lost so many friends because I've I'm kind of like a a grandma honestly like I'm kind of like a grandma where I'm like everyone come in you don't have a seat at your table come to my table like you don't have a place to eat Thanksgiving come to my Thanksgiving and that's kind of how my mom was always growing up I would go home and there would be random strangers at my house all the time or like Thanksgivings like <laughs> I would go to Thanksgiving dinners and not recognize at least like a family and I would ask my mom I'd be like mom like who are these people like why are they joining us for Thanksgiving and my mom's a real estate agent so she would say something along the lines of they just moved here they don't have family so I invited them and growing up, I used to think that was so weird because I was like, nobody else's family does that but ours. But now I've learned to embrace that. And I think I'm kind of like that in my own sense where like, if I see you at a party and you're not talking to anyone, I will absolutely approach you and I'll grab your hand and I will tell you to come talk to my friends and I. And I've realized that, that I do that a lot. And because I do that a lot, I don't set boundaries immediately. And that's something that ends up typically hurting me in the end, but now I'm getting a lot better with it. I'm trying to navigate it. And my therapist and I were talking a couple months ago. I no longer have a therapist anymore, but we were talking about the fact that like, I should probably start setting boundaries before letting people into my life. And yes, she is correct, but also part of me believes that I love making new connections and I love meeting new people. So I don't wanna immediately start setting boundaries if I don't know that person. But basically what I'm trying to say is that I have always been like, everyone join, like the more the merrier. And then sometimes people take advantage of my kindness and then I end up getting like effed over or walked on and then I stand up for myself and that's when people are like, you stood up for yourself, like you're a bitch. And I'm like, and then I'm actually like, no, I'm like, I'm not, I love you, but like you hurt my feelings and I didn't tell you about it until recently. So now I look like the bad guy. So that's kind of how I'm learning to navigate that and I'm getting better with it the older I get because that's something I'm really working on. And I'm just one of those people who like, I just love meeting people, you know? It's actually about to start downpouring right now. So if you guys hear rain and lightning and thundering, that's why. But I've just always been one of those, I just, whoever I'm talking to, I'll probably ask some 500 questions because I just, I love getting to know different people and I love getting to meet different, different people and different circles and different walks of life and that's something that I've always done since I was a kid but I'm learning that I'm learning the balance of welcoming people in too close to where I just give them my all and not respecting my own boundaries with myself and I'm learning the difference between standing up for myself and being gentle. I'm also such a firm believer that life is always happening to us not 
No, 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 no. I take that back. I said that wrong. I'm a firm believer (laughs) that life is always happening for us, not to us. And I think that is something that I've really had to learn. And that's something that I've kind of like surrendered and just let life be. Like when things that don't go as planned happen, it's okay because everything eventually works out. And I think that happens with so many friendships and setting boundaries with people is that like everything will always work out in your favor and setting boundaries is something that I don't think anyone is truly good at. Like I don't know a single person who's like, I'm so good at setting boundaries. Like this is this and this and this. I think it's always a learning lesson. And I think the more relationships that you come into, the more you learn about yourself, the more relationships that end, the more you learn about yourself as well. And I feel like with relationships, something that I've always been super bad at was voicing my opinion. I think growing up, I was so opinionated and I would tell everyone how it is and I didn't care. And I was just like, you know what? This is how I am. If you don't like it, don't like it. But then I'm also learning that in order to set those boundaries, you need to have a blossoming and growing relationship with not only yourself, but with those people. And I think in life, we're always constantly growing. And if we're not, then like we're staying stagnant. And I like, and I like to think about that way as in like watering plants. Like you have a garden, you water your plants, your plants grow. You have a garden, you don't water your plants, your plants die. And I feel like that's just like a really big form also of communication. If you meet someone and you have really great connections and really great communications, then you are going to grow with that person. But if you meet someone and you connect with them really well and you don't have really great communication and you don't voice your opinions and you don't listen to others, that is going to be really hard on your growth and your growth together. And I think that's something that I've learned over time. And I also think with setting boundaries and relationships as like friendships I think it's so important to set your boundaries to who you are and knowing like I always say this on repeat knowing who you are but I've set okay so basically story time I'm just gonna say this I feel like I've never even talked about this and maybe I'll get in trouble for saying it but I'm just gonna say it anyways I had a roommate oh I don't know if I should talk about this okay I'm gonna leave some of the details out but I basically had a roommate and I was dating this guy and it got to a point where she was getting like, she was crossing my boundaries. Like she was making him super uncomfortable. She was starting to walk around in like lingerie pieces. She was like DMing him, not inappropriately, but like excessively. She was like just going out of her way to see him. It was very strange and it made him super uncomfortable. And I didn't know how to go about that without hurting her feelings because she is kind of like me, but she had a bolder personality. And this was a really big learning lesson for me because instead of telling her, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, this crosses my boundaries. Instead, I just told her, I was like, hey, I don't think we should live together. I love you, but like, I don't wanna live with you. Should hit the fan with that one, but that did not end well at all. But that was like me, That was like a huge learning lesson for me because I didn't set my boundaries. Like when something upset me at first, I didn't say like, hey, this upset me. I just kind of like let it roll over until it got to a point where it was like actually affecting my relationship and affecting like our relationship together to where I just couldn't want to be around her. And that's also something that like I've been really learning in my 20s is that I have to voice my opinions for these people to understand that. And like, yes, I know that's clearly obvious and that makes sense. But in my head, I'm like, like it's common sense like everyone should just get it but it's not common sense and that's like how you build connections and relationships is that you communicate positively and you talk about your feelings and you tell them hey this is bothering me I don't really like this instead of kind of 
thinking in your head that everyone is the same as you. And that's also something I've learned is that not everyone is going to treat you the way that you treat others. So like my brother and I, for an example, we have completely different communication skills. And sometimes like I speak too much and I get too deep into it. And other times like he'll be avoidant. I think with the whole like watering your plants and you know, like watering where your grass grows. I think like, like I have so many friends that like I can pee my pants laughing with and it's just so fun to be around them. But also I know that like there's a reason that I don't spend every single five seconds with them because, well, I actually don't spend any five seconds with anyone. I feel like that's actually not healthy. And I even noticed that like being so solid in who I am and then going around people that like sometimes like upset me I'm like oh like I can tell that my energy's off and I'm gonna leave and I think learning I think also that's a huge part of setting boundaries is learning where your energy flows the most if you're around people who celebrate you and make you feel good and make you feel loved those are probably the people that you should be spending more time with versus people who make you feel insecure about yourself make you feel worried make you feel anxious like kind of figuring out where your energy is higher versus where your energy is lowered. Something that I'm learning too is that silence is louder than words. And I feel like I used to be so vocal on like being like, hey, I don't think we should be friends. But honestly, like, why? Like, you know, like life is so short. Why don't we just like spread silence and distance, but then send love at the same time? Reflection on relationships is so important to setting boundaries. I think... And I've, I've struggled with this so much in my life where my relationships have gone too far to where I'm unhappy. And that's when I decide to set boundaries, which is something that I'm really, 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 really working on because I've also allowed people to come into my life to love me and then hurt me and then not speak up until it's like, I'm like, like a, like a kettle and I just like explode. Kind of deciding on, before even going into these relationships, like something that I've recently done was, but... I think when I meet someone, it's so important to me now. Like if I am meeting a friend for the first time and we got to coffee, it's so important for me now to instead of like text them and just be like, let's hang out tomorrow. Like let's do all these things is to sit with myself and be like, I really liked that. Or I didn't really like that. And kind of figure out how I'm feeling and reflect and then decide how like I want to move about from that friendship or that relationship. And I think also it go that can go hand in hand with like dating relationships. If you date someone and like if you go on your first date with someone and you're like, I liked them, but I didn't like, like nothing sparked. Maybe that's like a sign that like it's not right to continue. But if you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm head over heels for this person. We connected so well. Take the time and think about that too and embrace that and then go from there. And that's something that I'm learning to do right now so much is that when I meet people, I want to also decide how I want to set my boundaries. Like I think also it's a part of growing up. You go from like being with people and friendships like 24 seven to literally kind of deciding who you want in your life and how you want to spend your time the most wisely. And I think if you're spending your time with people who don't boost your frequency and boost your energy and make you feel more loved and make you feel your most self, then kind of rearrange, you know, what's going on in your life and maybe spend some more time thinking about how those friendships serve you. And I recently got to a point where I had to kind of take a look around and not in a negative way, but in like a positive way, I really went through, and this might sound crazy, but I went through my entire life and I went through all of the people that I like connect with on a regular basis, like once a week, like 
my family, my friends, people I work with. And well, I guess not people I work with as much because I work with like companies and brands, but I recently kind of like thought about them and thought about our relationship and thought if it serves me or not, or if it hurts me. And I think that was like a really big eye opener for me because I'm someone who like, if I have a full plate of food and you're sitting next to me and you have none, I am absolutely gonna split my plate in half and give it to you. And I realized that like some of my friendships have been like that and they really hurt me. But then some of my friendships have been like that and they fill my cup up because those people are able to give me as much love back. And I think that's the kind of relationships I want in my 20s. You know, I want people who, I can love, who can love me, who I can learn from, who they can learn from me, who we can just give and exchange. And I also thought about that too with family and I have never been good at setting boundaries with family because I think youngest in my family and it's hard for me to tell people no, but also like kind of sitting and just like, like being able to love those people, but also learning to where, what your boundaries are and what you want in these relationships. And family means the world to me. So like, I don't think there will ever be a day where I'm not super connected to my family. But having those conversations of being like, hey, like that really upset me and not letting it prolong because that's something I used to do. I used to like get in fights with my siblings and then I would not talk to them for a month and then they would reach out and we would like instantly click back again. But like recognizing it when it happens, if I'm in like a little, like not a tiff because I feel like my family and I don't really do that anymore now that we've gotten older, but if one of my sisters says something to me that I'm not crazy about and it doesn't make me feel good, I'll pull her aside and I'll be like, hey, like, I love you and I know that that was not your intention, but that really hurt me. And sometimes people don't realize that you don't feel a certain way until you tell them. And that's something that I'm really learning. Basically, this entire episode is me telling you guys that I'm learning how to set boundaries day by day. And it's something that I've never been good at because I also think that I grew up in where we didn't really have boundaries growing up. Like if something upset us, we didn't ever talk about it. We would just kind of scream at each other. And I can talk about that openly and I hope no one in my family gets upset if they're hearing this, but that's the truth. And I think the older we've gotten, we've all kind of realized like, hey, this is how I feel about this. This is what makes me upset. Like, can we communicate and maybe like hopefully grow and change? I also think it kind of stems from my parents being immigrants and my parents truly, did the best that they could raising us. They are the most incredible parents. They provided for us like no other and they loved each other and they loved our family. And still to this day, like family means absolutely the world to my family. But I think with that, and if your parents are immigrants, I'm sure you can relate. My parents couldn't communicate the way that they always wanted to communicate with us. And it's not that they couldn't speak English because both my parents speak great English, but it's the fact that they weren't raised to communicate their feelings. And I also think that's something that is just common in the older generations. Like I think if I would have told my grandparents, hey, grandma and grandpa, this makes me upset, they would have been like, get over it. But I think now we're kind of evolving as a generation, learning that our emotions matter. And if you're not okay with something, speak up about it instead of like stuffing it or being violent about it because that really doesn't help anyone. And I think also I come from a super loving but dysfunctional family and growing up like my entire family, like all of my mom's side would go on vacations and there would be like 30 of us. And it's really sad that now, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. I hope none of my family gets mad at me. I don't even know if 
the rest of them are listening to this, but it's so sad to me that growing up, I used to have like 20 cousins and we would all sleep in like two rooms and have slumber parties and dance parties and all these things. But now because so much time has passed that like the communication wasn't there of telling people like, hey, this upsets me, but like, can we work through it? Our family's kind of dissolved. And I feel like that sounds, this is good. Just, you're just like hearing actually so much about my life right now. I feel like this podcast episode is just like very needed, but it's also just like a rant sesh for me. But um, yeah, that's something that like I kind of wish my family would have known because maybe we would have all been a family. And I feel like now everyone's kind of divided because of our communication skills. And I think that's just in general, like my best friend and I, we never got into fights, but we've definitely had disconnects over our friendship based on our communication. And I think communication is so important in every single relationship that it's important to voice how you're feeling and it's important to sit there and listen. And if you are voicing and you're not listening, that's only going to hurt you because you may never know how the other person's feeling if you don't want to embrace them as well. Also with reflection and reflection on friendships and relationships, something that I am so big into now that I wasn't in my like teens is reflecting on how I showed up in those relationships, how I could have made it better. And I think I like feel like I just talked about that, but I think back to times where I've had fallouts with friends and how I could have showed up more for them and I could have talked to them more and asked them, how can I be a better friend to you? And it's something that I'm constantly doing with my relationships, with my friendships is if someone is upset, I sit there and I ask them, what can I do? How can I show up? How can I be there for you? And I think that's something that has taught me so much because not everyone wants what you want. And it's so important because everyone shows their love in different ways. And we all know like our love languages and how we communicate. But you know, like my, my best friend and I, I love gift giving. I love giving people gifts. I love quality time. I love words of affirmation. Like I like to be told, hey, I love being friends with you. Like, and I like to tell the people I love, hey, I love you. Like if you know me in real life and we've had a conversation more than like 20 minutes, I would have probably told you that I love you. Like I love telling people that I love them, that they're important to me. And she has a completely different way of showing love. You know, like she's really big on acts of kindness, acts of service and um, quality time. And I think that's where we can kind of like sit down and relate and connect is when you kind of ask them like, how can I show up better for you? And even with Taylor, my assistant, I ask her all the time, like something that I'm still working through is thinking that people like Taylor. Okay. And if Taylor, if you're listening to this, I love you. And I'm glad that you like working with me, but I always think that Taylor doesn't like working with me for some reason. I always have these like preconceived notions in my head but they're so preconceived that I don't even ask the other person like I asked Taylor once a week I'm like do you still like working with me do you still want to work for me do you still like your job and she has to be like Amelia yes I love my job stop asking me these questions you know like that's something even like every week almost every single week I ask her how can I show up better for you as a boss and I even in my relationship I used to come how can I show up better for you as your girlfriend and I think that's just so important because what you want, the other person may not want. I also am really big on practicing how I want that person to feel in our relationship, like friendships, relationships, romantic, friend, family. I always like to set my intention when I am with that person, when I'm like around them, when I'm on the phone with them, when I'm connecting with them. I always want my family to feel loved and heard and shown up for and the same thing for my like friends I want my friends to feel unconditionally like 
themselves. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel happy. And I always think about that too when I'm spending time with the people I love because I want to make sure that they are feeling the way that they need to be feeling and the way that I want them to feel versus kind of like dilly-dallying around life and not having like a connection and not having you know an intention. Tension, intentions are so important to me and it's kind of how I start my every single day. You guys know that I'm so big about journaling but when I'm journaling, I'm literally writing down my intentions and like what I want to show up for, how I want to feel, how I want to be, how I want to act and everything in between. Okay, and then the third thing that I wanted to say about setting boundaries is learning the difference between standing up for yourself and fighting to be seen. I think growing up, and this is something that Taylor has taught me so much, that well, I knew growing up, I was the youngest and I was always... I never felt like I had enough attention just in general. So I was always fighting for people to see me. Like I was always fighting for boys to see me. I was always fighting for friends to like me the most. But there's a difference between fighting for people to see you and kind of like putting yourself out there to be like, look at me, here I am, love me. Or standing up for yourself and knowing what you want and what you deserve in those relationships. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. Instead of being like, here, love me, I'm here for you. Knowing that like, if something's not serving you, it's time to walk away. And growing up, I was always in fight or flight mode and kind of still in that now, even that's kind of something I've always done is I've never really enjoyed dealing with my emotions. I've always like stuffed them. And I think now I'm learning to really appreciate the silence and figuring out where my emotions lie and how heavy they are and you know how I can give more grace and more peace and more love to them but growing up I was always in fight or flight like and I think that's why I had so many issues with relationships growing up because if I didn't feel safe in one second I was out if I didn't like something I was we were breaking up and I think I took me like six months to kind of like not do that that's something that stemmed from me as a child. I was always just like, nope, I'm on my own, see ya, like deuces, I got myself. And that's something that I'm learning to give grace to, but also learn that that's okay and that there's other ways to react other than just leave. And that's also something I say so much about like my own relationships. Like I never wanna be at a place where I'm dependent on someone because if they were to leave me, then I would be left with nothing. Instead, I always love sharing. I always love coming together collectively. I always love being one, you know? And I've been in friendships where I've paid for dinners four times, you know, and that person has paid for me zero times. And that's had to, I've had to sit down and reflect on if that is serving me, if I want to be in a relationship like that, or if I want to just continue to lean into who I am and know that everyone that comes into my life is either loving and learning or like perfect for that timing but wasn't meant to be and I also I've said this before that I'm such a firm believer on one door shutting three more opening I think the universe kind of shows us that in the funniest of ways and can't explain why it happens but it just happens and that's something that I'm really trusting right now is just falling back into the universe knowing that everything is going to work out exactly the way it wants or the way it's supposed to also practicing the power of peace I think it's commonly talked about friendships falling out in negative ways and relationships falling out in negative ways and I think when you kind of realize that you guys aren't serving each other it's just time to fall back and realize that like it's time to go but there's no reason that you need to end in like effing each other over and I think 
the more that I mature, mature, I'm 22 years old, but the older I get, the more that I realize that like I would rather have peace in my life than be spiteful and be angry or feel almost like victimized. I would just rather like know that like I can walk away and be perfectly fine. And like, it doesn't feel good. Like I've been on both ends. I've been on like sides where it's just like, hey, I love you, but like, it's just not working out. Or I've been on both sides where it's like, we're screaming at each other, cursing each other out. And literally like that doesn't bring you anything but pain. And I feel like life is too short to experience pain over and over and over again. When like, you can kind of, know what hurts you and correct it instead of this is also if you guys keep up with me on instagram i'm terrified of thunderstorms so the fact that like i'm recording a podcast episode and it's thunderstorming is like kind of freaky to me but i think like you can fix your own trauma and i think that's something that took me so long to learn and it's okay to just walk away and not have to feel like you have to defend yourself and feel like you need to give an explanation on why it's just not working out you know there's some friendships that i've been like hey i love you like i just love you but like nothing else like and just distance and just learning like how you handle distance and how you can give distance because i think i think it doesn't feel good at night after a big fight being super angry continuing your week to be angry letting anger get the best of you rather than just kind of walking away knowing your own peace and that's something that no one like your peace is something that no one will ever take away from you. And that's something that I've learned so much is that, yes, you may have like a, your own perception in your head of me, but that's okay. Like it's not worth fighting about because I respect myself and my soul and I respect my peace more than I do trying to prove someone wrong. And that's something that I didn't realize until maybe the past two years is that it's just not worth, it's not worth the fight. It's not worth the waste of breath. And Life is too short, I'd rather be happy and just walk away with a smile on my face and love in my heart for that person still. I guess also with that is that not everyone needs to hear your side and something that Taylor actually told me a couple weeks ago that stuck in my head, I've talked about her so much, so hey Tay, um, is that in every story, there's always an enemy. And unfortunately, if you're the enemy in that story, it's not worth fighting and it's it's a lot easier to say, okay, like, that's fine if that's how, you know, like, you perceive me, and I understand that, but not everyone needs to hear your story because it's not always worth it. Like, it's not worth the time, the energy, or the breath, rather than just choosing to be happy and peaceful, and, you know, like, you know what you know, and you know how much your voice is worth, and think about your voice in this way. Think about if you and your significant other are in a fight, or you and your best friend are in a fight, and like your 10 minutes of talking is worth $1,000, if you're screaming at them and they're still not understanding, you've lost so much money and you just continue to lose it. And I think also like that's a part of relationships is you don't have to give everyone your all. And I think when you're able to protect that, that helps you heal so much and it helps you be kinder to yourself and be more gentle rather than like screaming and making sure everyone hears my voice. I just get to like walk away and know that my voice is within me. And I think that's so important. I recently have just read The Power of One More by Ed Millett. I don't know why I said his name so weird. Ed <laughs> by Ed Millett. And it has taught me so much about living every single day like it's my last. And I know like we all hear that, we all say that, but really like every conversation that I have like 
every time that I get to see my niece, I want to make it the best time with her spent because like what if it is my last? And I hate saying that because I think that's so like morbid, but like my last time talking to my mom on on the phone, like I want to make sure it's a good conversation. And I think that and I think that way of living has changed my life just completely because when, you know, like I I've lost friends at a young age and I'm sure that if they were sitting here with me right now and they, you know, could get screamed at by their mom one more time or even like when my mom was in her coma from cancer, I wanted her to scream at me so bad just to hear her voice and I think life is so short and I think when we're able to kind of appreciate what we have in this current moment, it makes life so much better and it makes life so much more loving and exciting and I want every single time I talk to my friends to be the best time I've ever talked to them. And I want every single time I work out to be the best workout I've ever had because what if it is my last? And I want to, you know, just grow and I want to just love and I just want to be the highest version of myself that I can every single day. And I think realizing that life is too short when I think not all of us kind of put life into perspective as being short until it's taken away from us. And when you're able to show up the best that you can every single day it changes your perspective it changes your energy it changes the way that you give to people you know like imagine like the last time that you get to laugh with your friends how sad that sounds but how incredible your relationships will become if the last time that you may ever do something with them makes it the best time. And so now I'm so big on everything that I'm doing, making sure that I'm giving it all of my energy, that I'm giving it all of my love because what if it is the last time? And instead of thinking that way, I just need to think about life in such a happy place. So like my niece and nephew, I love spending time with them, but I thought about this. Like what if I'm spending time with them and I'm scrolling on my phone and it's like, the last time I get to spend with them in like a, a sad way, I wouldn't want to remember spending my last time with them scrolling on Instagram. I would want to res remember spending my time with them laughing and giggling and running around and enjoying life. And I think I'm going to end the episode on that because I just think life is too short and I think life is so precious. And I hope that there were some nuggets of wisdom in this episode and I hope you guys were able to connect and resonate with it. And I know I talked really, really fast, but it feels so good to be back talking on the mic. And I honestly miss this more than anything. This is really what I love to do. And I love connecting with you guys and I love growing with you guys. And I just love the Through the Waves family that we've created. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I love you always. Bye.